church? Hell no. Are you no longer feeling comfortable in church? This podcast is for individuals who are desperately missing God, but don't know how to find Him. Substance abuse, domestic violence, sex offenses, acrimonious divorce can contribute to discomfort in the church. For these individuals, church is just not an option anymore. Ordained minister Dennis Hall and his guests invite you to listen to this podcast for topics that are inspiring, uplifting, and will bring hope to those who just feel church is not relevant in their lives today. I'm Dennis Hall, and I'm delighted to have you listening to this podcast today. And I'm even more delighted to have uh, Reverend Jim Murphy, the pastor of Christ Angelican Church in Cashers, North Carolina, back with us today. Thank you for being here, Pastor Jim. Hey, Dennis, it's good to be with you again. It's it's Anglican uh, from the uh, word Anglo-Saxon uh, that That's we right. get in England. Is, is what yeah. But a, 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 most everybody says it's Angelican, which we like that, too, because. Of the uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, if I said that, I apologize. Uh, I know it's the Anglican Church, and uh, and uh, I talk about your church a lot with people. You know, uh, I'm delighted to have you here today because uh, uh, I've been troubled by watching what's going on in our society. It's uh, to me, it's uh, such a, a troubling time in our society. We have all these divisions: the left versus the right, and the extremists versus the moderates, and the believers versus the non-believers, and the haves versus the have-nots. And we have all this division in our society. And it, in yeah. uh, in addition to that, it seems like everywhere I go, Pastor Jim, I'm hearing these. Uh, uh, obscene slogans being shouted in coliseums and stadiums and anywhere where l- large crowds are gathered and uh, and flags being displayed and blazoned with uh, curse words and obscene words and and uh, and and have a bumper stickers on cars all in addition to the fact that if you just listen to the way people are speaking to each other you know you hear the f-bomb and the mf word just being tossed around as as normal language and we're just surrounded by this incivility uh it's true and i'll tell you and i'm sure you you're aware that it's been in our lifetime where none of this would have been uh, not just allowed, uh, even permitted, that, that people would uh, at least be arrested or fined or whatever the case may be for using some of the language that we hear. We can go to, to the uh, hearings in the Senate Judiciary Committee today, yesterday. Exactly. You're right. And, You're and, right. And the polarization of left versus right. And uh, it's it's amazing that we could be this divided yet. We're all human beings on planet earth. I, I don't know how it's gotten this far. Well, I know it's, it's a, it's a mystery. I mean, uh, for people like you and me, who've been around for several decades in leadership positions, we're just astonished at where we have gotten to, uh, in this, in this day and age, just before we got on this podcast, uh, I was, uh, looking, uh, at a, at uh, social media where already one of the senators is being attacked with some of the most vulgar, obscene words you can imagine 
because he asked certain questions of this uh, judicial candidate. And, and so uh, clearly the, what's happening on the social medias is playing a role in this. And I think we've all recognized with with email and social media, people are willing to say things that they would never say in person. Right. Uh, right. right. So I it plays that, a role. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think back to my uh, grade school mathematics and how I was taught by uh, the good sisters. I went yeah. to parochial school that I always look for in, in division, look for the lowest common denominator. And I'm, I'm afraid that that's where we have. But I think that God calls us to something much higher. God calls us to, to be light and life and to demonstrate such to, to those around us to, so, so that we can come out of this, this mess that we seem to like to stay yeah. in. And that's part of my concern. You know, I read a book recently by Jim Brown, uh, who wrote Ending Our Uncivil War, A Path to Political Recovery and Spiritual uh, Renewal. And I'm just going to paraphrase something he said in the book. He said, we're in a binary age where nuance is rare, complexity is verboten, and sharp political battle lines are drawn. And then he went on to say this, churchgoers, churchgoers now, on both sides of our national mess are reluctant to turn a cheek. They're fine with abandoning the least of our brothers and uh, opposed to condemning anyone who's wealthy and adamantly opposed to loving their enemy. In fact, he went on to say, some, the churchgoers, want blood. They want Barabbas. <laughs> and I, I suppose in, in a way that I understand that, I, um, uh, there's, there's frustration. And I'm sure it's on both sides of the spectrum, whether it's left or right, conservative Christian as opposed to liberal, uh, pagan or non-Christian, however you want to frame it. Um, and there doesn't seem to be, as you said, a civility that, that there's a place to discuss in the middle. I, I just, uh, on my way uh, home here uh, today, there was a, a guy with his uh, his bumper sticker, of course, was uh, for Biden-Harris and uh, got science. And uh, he said, there, there's, there's no truth in the Bible. That's what the bumper sticker said. So, sure. So you have people that believe it is the truth of God's word, which I believe, uh, and those who completely throw it out and trust on science. But you watch them in their lives and in how they conduct themselves. They don't trust the science. The science is there concerning all sorts of things, but they don't really trust it. They go off on other tangents and such like that, or they won't even ask their questions if it has to do with the the judiciary candidate. Sure. And I was talking with one of our listeners uh, uh, last evening, talking about this podcast and what we were going to be talking about. And he said, you know, when I hear this kind of uh, off-color language, I usually think of less educated people. And I stopped him right there and I said, that's a myth. I said, let me assure you that from the highest political offices in the land, to corporate boardrooms, to professional uh, panels, uh, all across the spectrum, uh, this kind of obscene uh, 
in civil language is occurring today all around us where it's not only an exclamation uh, made, but it's really a, an attack, sort of a bullying of people around. In fact, uh, uh, kindness in our society is sort of viewed as a weakness. Oh, yeah. 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 So, uh, so what is civility? I mean, is it just sort of the scriptural golden rule, you know, do unto others as we would have them do unto us? Is, is that all we're talking about here? Well, uh, and, and that could be for some, but I think uh, Jesus, uh, my Lord and Savior, our Lord and Savior, calls us to something that's, that's higher, to, to love your neighbor as yourself. Hey, the, the two great commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself, whether we agree with them or not. And I'm always willing to sit down and talk with anyone and everyone who who would like to have a, a real discussion, but not a shouting match, because I don't think that if we look at Jesus's life through the Gospels, he didn't force anybody to accept his message. He invited people to come along. He sat and he talked with them, he invited them to dinner and uh, and such like that. Well, actually, he invited himself to dinner at their house. But Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I hear all kinds of um, reasons given for how we've gotten to this place. You know, a lot of people point to our political and business leaders and the example they're setting. And, um, you know, that certainly plays a role in all of this, I think. There's no question that when you have leaders who are saying things in ways, you know, who are about the business of using uh, uh, vulgar words or who are attacking others uh, by the use of name-calling, it certainly sets a tone for our culture. Absolutely, and, and we hear, hear that from the highest echelons of society, those who are supposed to be the, the, the leaders of society, even all the way up to the president, that use language that, that is really, at least in the, in the previous decades, it's never been considered appropriate for, for, public, for the public domain to use language and such. Uh, right. That they use. I'm not going to repeat it, but uh, the fact no. of the matter is that even the 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 current president of the United States uh, uses language that is I, I don't even want to say just rough. It, it, it's it's vulgar, as you say. And right. so, if they're the examples and they're setting it for society, and society is looking to them, I, I don't know that people even consider it vulgar much anymore. Uh, you hear it on TV, you hear it on the internet, you see it on bumper stickers, you see it on flags, you see all sorts of manner of things. I, I, I don't think that it's even considered vulgar by most people. Right. And uh, you're exactly right. And I, I mean, I think we've entered a time where our very young, uh, those, those children down there in grade school, uh, I think they're having a hard time even figuring out what a curse word is <laughs> because well, it's so common. <laughs> that, well, when they're bom being bombarded with uh, sexual images and uh, what I call the sexual anarchy of society, not, not just our society, but all around the world, 
uh, they're being bombarded with these things that, you know, parents will go to school board meetings and read some of the texts that their children are experiencing in school and in the library, and they're told to shut up because that type of speech is not allowed. Well, this is what the children are being assaulted with each and every day. Right. It's just an amazing uh uh, amazing set of events that's uh, uh, occurring. You know, uh, uh, I've also heard some say, well, a lot of this has to do with the economic inequality that is occurring <clears throat> in the United States. And uh, and I think about that sometimes. And I, I must say, I do worry about the what's going on in that regard in the United States where we seem to have this whole uh, class of what I'll refer to as the the super rich, the people with extraordinary means, and then then we have these the working class who are sometimes working two and three jobs just to maintain uh, what we would refer to probably as a lower middle class lifestyle, and sure. uh, and that resentment that seems to be growing in our country just out of that, and so. It it it, uh, it lends itself to being uncivil to people around you if you're I think you're right. that way. I think that it foments uh, a, a competition between classes, between sexes, between races, between all sorts of manner of things that that only leads in the in the wrong direction into a, a into disillusion of civility and such like that. So I. I I'm at a loss to come up other other than with people coming to to the knowledge of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I'm at a loss to to find a, a civility point. How we might I, I don't know that people are willing to uh, put their agendas aside, whether they're the rich or the poor, whatever, they can, and listen to the other side. Certainly, I agree that in terms of uh, those that have much uh, from them, much is to be expected. Those who have level, uh, not as much is expected of them. So uh, there, yeah. there needs to be a realization of all of that. Well, sure. And then, you know, uh, in our current period of time, we've had this uh, controversial uh, uh, critical race theory emerged that seems to be aimed directly at the white working middle class people and basically is labeling them as racist just because of the color of their skin. And so this even sort of adds on to this sort of, uh, I don't know, boiling anger and rage that's under the surface that people are reacting to. Uh, that sort of adds on to this economic, uh, the economic differences that exist in society. Right. So, and, um, you know, this whole um, critical race theory thing just seems to fly in the face of Christianity. Right. And, and I, I, I'm sorry for those who see everything through a lens of race or racism. Um, I certainly don't. And I, I know that I'll be told that it's part of white privilege or whatever the case may be. And so right. I, I am guilty. I, I was born white or Caucasian, whatever the case may be. But uh, critical race theory is critical to the sense that it is racism. 
racism dolled up in communism. And it's it's if people would read it and look at it and see what it says and, and come right. to a realization that this is where it's heading, then perhaps they could have a, a discussion about these things. But we have powerful, powerful organizations like the, the New York Times and the Washington Post that are pounding this and pushing this. And then you have this administration that is pushing it into the military and into the intelligence services. It's it's almost like a, a car run out of control. Uh, I don't I know, know what else to say. Yeah. Well, you know, and uh, of course, we, we live in this great country, America, that's um, that's kind of founded on a, uh, a, a capitalistic uh, sort of uh, a, a capitalistic democratic process in our country. Right. And it, it has bred sort of a cult of individualism where people feel like uh, uh, it's their privilege to do it their way, how they want to do it. It's part of their freedom. Uh, it's their privilege to decide what truth really is. And so if others uh, oppose their viewpoints, it elicits uh, a response. Sure. Uh, yeah. Dennis, you know, that this is no different than the- than the original sin in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Where, where Adam and Eve decided, uh, and, and granted, Satan was involved, and he he tempted them, put the, the lie out in front of them, and if, if you eat of this fruit, you'll be like God. And so they decided that they could do a better job of being God than God could. Right. So they ate of the fruit, and they, they suffer, and we suffer the consequences. And of course, that's what people are doing today. Their opinion and their right that uh, they create rights all the time, uh, their, con- uh, their opinion and their right, they, they have decided that they are God. They know better than, than anyone else. And so we have this theory of relativity, not Einstein's theory, but the theory of relativity, as you've already mentioned. That right. My, uh, their, uh, their truth is their truth. And uh, everyone else, uh, we don't care what you think. That's right. And then, of course, uh, there's just sort of widespread general agreement that we're in this materialistic society. America America has been blessed with a lot of uh, wealth and a lot of opportunity. And there seems this to be this voracious appetite for money and possessions yeah. uh, that also contributes to people being less kind to others as they pursue more possessions and more money. Right. Well, that, that's, you know, when I was a, a child, uh, we would play King of the Mountain. Yeah, and the way, <laughs> I did too. Yeah. <laughs> I remember those days. It was more yeah. gentle, gentle than it is now. And, and you, it, it didn't make any difference to you if you had to throw them down or you push them out of the way, whatever. You wanted to be king. And, and I think that we have a whole bunch of people, like you said, that are uh, trying to get to the top to be king of the mountain so that they can reign supreme where God alone deserves to reign. And it just seems to foment uh, this uh, this emerging lack of civility in our society. And then you, you kind of look at the justice system in our country, where some people are now calling, uh, referring to it as, as an oxymoron, that the justice system is not about <laughs> justice at all. And, and we see this uh, the society at large is losing confidence 
in the justice system to met out fair judgments uh, uh, in both civil matters as well as, as uh, criminal matters. Oh, so, absolutely. We see yeah. that on display in what's going on in the Senate today. That, that yeah. everybody, it's not only whether they believe that they're they're right and everything, it's they want their opinion to reign. And so we can't define what a woman is. We can't define what <coughs> when life begins. Uh, and so we're kind of swimming in a in a uh, in the middle of a river that's pushing us further and further away. I know, and uh, you know the uh, it's uh, and of course we've become more and more uh, anonymous in society. We don't even know our neighbors. You know, the scripture tells us to love our neighbors. Most of us in America don't even know our neighbors and, uh, and, uh, and there's sort of been this disintegration of a sense of community. And so you say, well, uh, with all of that, uh, you know, you can say what you want uh, about anybody and it really won't matter because there's no community to hold you accountable. That's, that's true for the most part. All all we can do as, as uh, members of the body of Christ is uh, uh, pray and work with one neighbor at a time to share the good news of God in Christ. It, there, uh, Jesus did that. He, as I said, he didn't force anybody to accept his, his invitation, but he was willing to share that invitation and share the power of God and healing and ministry and such with anybody. Who, who came? He, he didn't care if they were if they were rich. Fine. It was a little bit harder for those uh, who were well to do, I suppose, when they came up to him, or or if they were poor, if they if they were sinners and prostitutes. Uh, it, it didn't make any tax collectors. He'd go and he'd eat with them. He'd fellowship with them. He'd talk with them. He'd reason with them and share with them the truth of God's kingdom. Oh yes, and and you know. Uh, just, uh, you know, getting back to this whole question of civility, you know, it's it's not just about the golden rule, uh, doing unto others as we would have them do unto ourselves, uh, but it really uh, is about respect of the laws and the rules and the regulations of society and the possessions of others. It, it's all of these things that... Uh, uh, prevent us from inching toward uh, chaos and anarchy. Well, I'm afraid we're inching away from all of that. If you you watch the news reports of people being shoved on tracks or uh, carjacked, or it, it, uh, the list could go on forever. That the rule of law seems to have been something that has been lost on society, and I'm not sure that that uh, that is is lost on those who want to reinvent the world in their own image. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know that there's all that many people that care about what's going on in terms of law and order. There doesn't seem to be, whether it's in the court system uh, or in the political realm, there, there doesn't seem to be that much that's being done about anything that we have for so long considered. Uh, look at the situation at the border. The, the illegal immigrants, and yes, I'm going to call them illegal immigrants. How can if we disrespect those laws 
and we let them into the country, what do you think that's going to spread? It's going to spread more disrespect for those laws and not just immigration laws, but everything else. And so you find all sorts of folks committing all sorts of crimes that that are egregious, yet nothing is done to stop that flow. I know. And, uh, and of course, um, you know, I have a personal interest in all the human trafficking that is occurring on our border and the absolute uh, uh, explosion of of this across our country where, I mean, just this week I read about 500 people, 500 people in one bust arrested on uh, human sex trafficking uh, charges. It's an epidemic. It's yeah. a tr- it's a tremendous epidemic, and there seems you know the country seems to just be oblivious about what's uh, really going on. You know, uh, <clears throat> it's interesting to me to uh, you know think to kind of sit back and say, okay, well, what do we as Christians do? Well, what you know, what is in the middle of this chaos and this sort of impending anarchy that we see growing all around us? Uh, you know, what do we do and, and what does the scripture uh, uh, say about all this? And there are just a number of scriptures that give us instructions about uh, what we should be doing. You know, I think about over in Colossians 4, 6, let your conversation always be full of grace, seasoned yeah. with salt. Yeah. Yeah. Think on these things, the, the good and uh, the holy and the perfect and such. Not, You know, I think what Christians can do, the best thing they can do is, is to live a distinctively Christian life. If we live a distinctively Christian life, uh, seriously, knowing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then people will sit up and take notice because God's blessing will be upon us. How many times throughout the, the Old Testament did he try and call, recall Israel back to him? to to repent and return if if we understood that he said in jeremiah chapter 29 i think the the 11th verse you know if if you will if you'll repent and return to me you'll you'll pray uh you'll understand that i have for you good and not evil hope and a future and and i'm afraid that too many people have lost all sense of hope in their lives and so they're grasping at all sorts all sorts of things that the world will push on them you know and if you're a you know if you're a believer and you've declared jesus as your lord and savior then uh, verses like we find over in james 3 with the tongue we praise our lord and father and with it, we curse men who've been yes, made in God's likeness. This is a scripture taken. He says, out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Amen. <laughs> and so, I mean, uh, you know, the scripture chastises us when we stumble and make that mistake. Uh, we need to ask forgiveness. Yeah. Yes, we do. And we're we're eating eating uh, food with the same mouth that is filled with poison as we 
as we uh, criticize others and such like that, and we lose that sense of civility. So, I mean, I I, I hope and I, I would call Christians back to back to civility, the civility of the gospel, the civility that Jesus Christ lived and and show, showed to us in in His life and ministry, the life uh, the the ministry of forgiveness, the ministry of mercy, the ministry of healing and grace. If we as the Church of Jesus Christ could grasp that in our hearts and minds and live it in our lives, I think people would see the kingdom of God just as they did in Jesus's day coming near to them. Well, I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. You know, over in Ephesians, uh, we're warned uh, in Ephesians 4, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. So, I mean, over and over again, the scripture is telling us how we should behave in terms of uh, kindness and understanding of others. I mean, even though in our society, uh, kindness is interpreted as weakness. weakness. Oh, yes. Now, in the world of Christianity, I think Jesus Christ um, taught us that kindness is not giving up. It's not giving up on the Bible. It is actually part of the armor of God. Oh yes, well, and, and Paul Paul teaches that in, in Galatians chapter five as he goes through a list of the the things that are contrary to what uh, uh, what God. I guess you could call it the anti-fruits of the Spirit. Right. As opposed to the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So those are all good and qualities that Paul is trying, that he's he's received from Christ in his conversion that he's trying to share with us. And, of course, he lists, if you go and read in chapter 5 of Galatians, the the things that I call the anti-fruits of the Spirit and immorality and such like that, you'll see that's that's what society, by and large, is producing today. Right. So, you know, in essence, what you're saying is, uh, uh, as followers of Jesus, uh, you know, kindness is not a cessation of our fighting for what's right. In fact, it's it's the way we fight. It's, it's the way, strength. It, absolutely. It's, it's our it's the way we fight, and it's our our strength. So you know, it's uh, I don't want us to be discouraged uh, in these times of chaos and uh, with anarchy all around us. Uh, I don't think we should be discouraged a- at all. I think, uh, indeed, uh, you know, we're being taught by the scripture that kindness is part of our uh, armament. It's part of, uh, you know, it's part of uh, who we are as Christians. And, uh, and, and if someone looks at us as, uh, as weak, they're probably making a mistake. They're making a mistake in judgment. And going back to that uh, passage in Jeremiah chapter 29 that I, uh, I mentioned a little bit ago, he, he's God himself through Isaiah's word, he, he says that for the Lord God says that I, I, I have planned for you good and not evil, a hope in the future. So I think that we have all the hope in the world. I, I Absolutely. Can, I can go and live at each and every day uh, hoping because uh, hope, hope is assured 
by God's word. It's like the, the guarantee of guarantees if it's in God's word. Yeah. Well, Pastor Jim, it's been a delight having you on this podcast today and, uh, and uh, listening to your insights really into a chaotic world that we live in. And, uh, you know, I would like to uh, end this podcast today by quoting Jim Brown, who I quoted earlier in the podcast, who had this to say. The path to political recovery and spiritual renewal requires work. We can turn the cheek, but not be weak. Amen. We can lift up the least among us, as uncorrupted religions teach, while we respect and improve our laws. And we can love our enemies deeply, agape, as the Greeks and Christ encouraged. May God bless all of you who've listened today. And thank you so much, Pastor Jim, for being with me. Amen. Thank you, Dennis. God bless. Okay. God bless you.